Fix Insider February 2nd. AdTech. The cream of the U.S. AdTech world was in Florida this week for the IAB annual leadership meeting. Digiday collected some of the best snippets overheard and my favorite was this, anonymous, one. Everybody has been testing whether these things are technically possible, whether, privacy, sandbox can be used, but not whether they work for the needs of buyers or sellers. There's a pipeline of new tech, but none of the testing has been done yet. So we could easily find ourselves in a world where the tech works, but it doesn't work throughout the marketplace. This session moderated by AdTech banker Terry Kawia sees him talk to leading private equity and strategic dealmakers who have made significant investments in the digital media and marketing sector to find out their investment theses, what they're looking for, and how they see the year ahead playing out. But the real action in AdTech is how operators use it in their day-to-day business. This podcast interview sees Nick Travis of Lloyd's Bank discuss the challenges of measurement in a digital world. And I think part of the issue you've had in digital is this everything set around performance or conversion marketing, whatever you want to call it. We don't put enough weight behind trying to figure out which channels, which formats drive both short and long-term effects. And the long-term effect, if it's hard to calculate the short-term, calculating the long-term is much, much harder. But that's where the real value is. If you can start to get at that and figure out how do I drive performance today, but also drive a halo effect that builds a lasting impression on the target audience. It's a really interesting discussion around all the key issues in measurement and you can read a transcript here. Nick Manning discusses the scandal of the missing money highlighted in the recent Anna study, in this Oz podcast. The accompanying article is a good summary of the discussion and is thinking on how to make progress. Curate 75 to 100 high quality, trusted publishers or sellers, versus individual domains. Work with a smaller number of trusted sellers, i.e. contract directly with the sell-side platforms with the shortest route to publishers to limit the number of markups. Work with 5-7 to seven SSPs and apply pressure to them to cut out bloat. Fewer SSPs also means advertisers are less likely to be bidding against themselves. Contracting directly with ad tech partners such as DSPs, SSPs and ad verification firms also allows brands to specify access to log-level data within their contracts, which means they can properly audit it. It does seem there are some parallels with the post office debacle. An established industry goes all in on a new tech and it changes the way they operate. When people start to think money is disappearing, the people behind the tech wave all concerns away. But over time it becomes clear that the tech is diverting money and some people are really losing out. I can't see ITV making a drama about the programmatic industry but we will see behaviors change. One attraction of retail media is the money is much easier to track and effectiveness can be measured. New TV e-commerce. Just as all the social platforms are hungry to add commerce to their business we see the same appetite from TV companies. A new study from the ad team at LG shows consumers support this, and viewers welcome QR codes on TV ads. Most CTV users envision and desire a TV experience that enables them to easily purchase the products advertised to them, LG Ad Solutions Chief Marketing Officer Tony Marlowe said. The future of television is shaping up to be an immersive canvas of personalized, interactive experiences. We are entering an era where TV is not just a device for passive viewing, but also a dynamic platform for engagement, interaction, and shopping. Full report available here. At a London event this week an ITV exec talked up their plans for commerce. We had a light bulb moment to shortcut the process and believe we now know how to create friction-free commerce on connected TV. And as part of the announcement of their fast-forward strategy for C4 to evolve into a digital streaming business, they talked of their plans to build a double-digit million e-commerce business by 2030 to allow viewers to interact and purchase products through digital platforms. With QVC the obvious exemplar for this model, 
TV also has a track record with people like Tell, who would run ads and late-night breaks for gimmicky kitchen gadgets toys and records, often sharing revenue with the TV stations. Later the team behind Now That's What I Call Music compilations became experts at buying cheap airtime to drive these albums into the charts. The challenge is how to enable commerce without spoiling the customer experience. New TV, Hollywood. Disney continues to be distracted by squabbling between CEO Bob Iger and activist shareholders who want to change direction. The activist case has been bolstered by the addition of Ike Perlmutter, who sold Marvel to Disney, and a former Disney CFO once touted as a successor to Iger. The other saga occupying Hollywood is the potential buyers circling Paramount, with weather channel owner Byron Allen the latest to bid, offering $30 billion, but expected to then sell off the studio, real estate and IP. Comcast results were good, with Peacock announcing 31 million subscribers a 50% increase. Improved profitability was also noted, a reminder that the golden days of spending are over for all the streamers. Talking of the Paramount offer, Allen said they would operate the streamer more efficiently. It's an issue in Europe too, Sky to cut about 1,000 jobs in UK and shift to digital streaming. With everyone starting to get excited about the upcoming Super Bowl, Paramount is experimenting with a kids and family-focused version of the game on Nickelodeon, with the main difference being that betting or beer ads get swapped out for more family-appropriate ones. GAFA Earnings, Alphabet The Guardian lead its coverage of the Alphabet quarterly results with a headline advertising slump sinks Google investor confidence despite overall high revenue. With ad revenues missing forecast by just half of 1%, $65.52 billion compared with a forecast of $65.8 billion, slump seems harsh. Overall revenue beat forecast by $1 billion and was up 13%. YouTube revenue was up over $1 billion on the same quarter in 2022 and subscriptions is now a $15 billion business. The FT noted the enthusiasm for AI. Piche said Google was also experimenting with applying its Gemini generative AI to its search business. AI gives us an opportunity on the organic side and the monetization side and we are in the early days of it, he said. Taking the long-term view we will be able to service information needs in a deeper way and I am pretty excited about what's ahead. And this is a Google blog post from this week going into more detail. TikTok After protracted negotiations, Universal Music is to pull all of its song catalog from TikTok. So no more murder on the dance floor playing on those homages to Saltburn and millions of videos will be affected, I guess just not available or running without sound. But lots still seem available today, could it take TikTok some time to track down what's affected? It doesn't sound like there is much chance of reconciliation anytime soon. As our negotiations continued, TikTok attempted to bully us into accepting a deal worth less than the previous deal, far less than fair market value and not reflective of their exponential growth, Universal said. In response, TikTok claimed that Universal has put their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters. Despite Universal's false narrative and rhetoric, the fact is they have chosen to walk away from the powerful support of a platform with well over a billion users that serves as a free promotional and discovery vehicle for their talent. Lots more going on with TikTok, much talk of the algorithm changing and favoring shop ads, with many people complaining about the changes. And more confirmation of support for horizontal video, as we mentioned last week. The commitment to shopping is evidenced by news they are to open live studios in Los Angeles for shopping sellers. But modern retail tells us influencer agencies are having issues with shop. I guess there is a conflict between the classic TikTok model of get famous and have brands pay to reach your fans versus run a shop and make sales. With the increased fees, shopping will be more profitable for the platform so that will get priority. 
with TikTok CEO in front of Congress this week, alongside other Mark Zuckerberg and leaders from other social firms, the timing of the Wall Street Journal story on TikTok struggling to protect U.S. data from its China parent wasn't great. The information report that in the session there was a real focus on the Chinese ownership. Lawmakers repeatedly pointed out that TikTok is owned by Chinese internet company ByteDance. They also asked Chu, who was born in Singapore and lives there with his family, if he had a Chinese passport or had ever applied for Chinese citizenship. He had not, though he lived in Beijing for five years. Merchant. A coffee with the dawn of retail media this week reaffirmed my enthusiasm for retail media and belief in the inevitability of its ongoing growth. This post from Lee provides more evidence. Grocery is forecast to be 19% of U.S. e-commerce sales in 2026, up from 12% in 2019. That growth results in more time spent by consumers on the grocery site or app and consequently more ad inventory as well as more budget to support the increased sales. Colin and I also talked about the increasing focus on in-store, where 80% of sales still take place. The news that Unilever are taking their hashtag clean talk activity into Asda stores supports this. We went deep into the way Unilever are using hashtag Clintock and influencers in a recent good TikTok creative. The entertainment value of TikTok softens the hard sell, so I would expect this in-store activity to work well for products traditionally seen as low interest. Dina Firo, Senior Vice President of the Web3 and Metaverse Group at Shiseido Americas, shares how she navigates her role and where the biggest tech opportunities lie for beauty brands. Delivery Hero have sold their stake in Deliveroo. Does that mean that a potential acquirer is walking away and does it open the door for DoorDash, who have talked of ambitions to expand outside the US? It's hardly a vote of confidence for Deliveroo, especially when the sale went through at 113p, remember Deliveroo floated at 390p. Is the news Temu are upping spend on ads a sign of strength or weakness? Having spent $3 billion last year they are back with another multi-billion dollar spend. But is the product assortment and customer experience stifling repeat business? With Temu, Wish and TikTok shop it's all brightly colored plastic stuff and the experience of the ads and the buying process is like being back in Leeds market. I am sure there is a niche here but how big is it? And whilst Amazon is full of the same stuff from the same merchants, manufacturers the range is much wider and, crucially, their search works well. AI. After Publicis announced they were to invest heavily in AI it's little surprise to see WPP say they intend to splash out too. Quite what an agency business buys in this nascent space is hard to see. They will struggle to attract talent tempted by startups and the startups are too early stage to be interested in an exit. Google is seeing something of a brain drain. Three execs focused on music and images have left to launch an AI startup called Uncharted Labs. Maybe the role for holding cuz is funding these startups, but do they have the talent to make successful? CB insights on generative AI predictions for 2024. More on AI virtual girlfriends and boyfriends. Loyalty. I often use Starbucks as an example of a business that has really leaned into tech to transform the business. The mobile app has had a huge impact through improving ordering, the customer can be more precise and get the exact drink they want, thus boosting basket size. Speeding up ordering makes the shopping experience better and minimizes queues. And loading money into the app makes Starbucks bigger than most banks, and dramatically reduces spending with rival coffee chains. Most of this benefits both customers and the business but some dark patterns are upsetting some customers. Plus plus. CMA probes Vodafone and three UK's plan merger, FT most comparable markets have three major telecoms players and the UK has long been an anomaly. But each time anyone looked to move to three the regulators have said no. Now an Arab investment complicates things as it's deemed a threat to national security. 
Telegraph CEO steps down as UK government prepares takeover investigation. Guardian. The successful growth of the business and its subscription base in particular should not be overlooked as regulators wrestle with the politics of this takeover. China's hyper-online elderly to spend $750 billion by 2035. How can brands tap in? Jing Daily The ad industry wastes huge amounts of money chasing young people with little disposable income. China is seeing their aging population as an opportunity. The same applies in the West. Amazon scraps $1.45 billion a robot purchase over EU's threat to block deal, FT. The tremendous yet troubled state of gaming in 2024, Matthew, Ball.co.